Welcome to the Cultivating Business Growth Podcast, bringing you weekly discussions designed to help you grow your business and create the lifestyle you desire. Elevate your business with proven strategies from CPAs and business advisors. We discuss real-world challenges solved with actionable steps that get you real results, both in business and building the life you desire. Thank you for joining us for episode number 61 of the Cultivating Business Growth Podcast, brought to you by PJS and Co. CPAs. I'm your host, Megan Spicer, and thank you for joining us for the last episode of the year. We're so excited to have you and wrap up the year by talking about work-life balance. That is one of our core values as a company, and we really wanted to talk about that this holiday season as we're running a firm and trying to manage all the craziness and hectic schedules of everyone in our family. And with me to talk about that, I have Jamie Johnson. Welcome, Jamie. Good morning, Meg. How you doing? I'm doing well. How about you? Well, we are doing pretty good over here. Uh, I don't think anybody is going to be sad to see 2020 go. <laughs> no, I, I do have to say so. that. So we might like see the cheering squad over here ready to yeah. <laughs> ready to, to kiss 2020. I mean, you might have the biggest New Year's parties ever. <laughs> right. <laughs> the biggest up. virtual New Year's parties, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're, so we're, it, yeah, it's just been a, a crazy year. So we wanted to talk about how we've managed to do this in the past five years as a firm, because we're approaching our anniversary as a company. On December 18th, we celebrate five years, which is huge. So this episode is going to air. We're recording a little early here, earlier in the month, but we will be airing this episode right after our anniversary. So happy anniversary, PJS. <laughs> I know. I think, you know, five years ago, I had just had a baby. I had my youngest um, in mid or beginning of November. And then we started the business, bought our book of business um, in December and got this thing started. So um, it kind of started from that whole idea of, of how do we balance it at all? Um, because I think all if we go back to the beginning of, of who we are, we all went from being full-time and being engulfed in daycares and et cetera, everything to like, there's got to be a better way to do this. And I think that's where our innovation came from was there's got to be a way that we don't have to give up who we are, what we've worked towards for, from a professional standpoint. And we have to choose family or career, family or career. And, um, you know, that's where kind of this innovation and where PGS was born from was that desire to create something, not just for us three owners, but to extend out. And we see that philosophy being a ripple effect into our, uh, our clients into their clients' lives. And, you know, it's, it's that true ripple effect, throwing that rock in the pond and, and it having that whole ripple effect. But it's so important because if you can find a way, there's no perfect equation or perfect solution um, for constantly balancing. In fact, most of the time, sometimes I feel like I'm, I'm out of balance, you know, yeah. and then I kind yeah. of have to step back and go, 
no, I was there, there, here and here, you know, and you almost don't give yourself enough grace. So being very purposeful and being very mindful of how we push this forward, that it's not just about us and creating something that's good for our families, but creating something that's good for our, our, our entire firm's families, our clients' families, their clients' families. And it's something that we are very purposeful and mindful of when we're, we're talking with our clients and we're forward thinking, um, you know, with that, because everybody has a different priority and thought process when it comes to running their business, how their businesses run, you know, mm-hmm. the life of the business and everything. And so, you know, here, even at PJS, we're still in that growth stage. So, you know, there's sometimes there's just a lot of grunt work to be done and, and everything, but balancing it the best we can for something far beyond us. Yeah. Yeah. And I like what you said about feeling out of balance too, because it's, I've, and I've heard different terms for work-life balance because some people say, well, there is no such thing. You know, it's more like work-life integration. So however you want to think about it, um, because there is, it's kind of this ebb and flow of between the two. And we're going to talk about that when we get into the details of, of this episode too, but we just want to give you some ideas and tips and tricks and maybe some different ways to look at things too. Uh, to to begin working on that, if that is an area that's important to you as a business owner in kind of step, taking a step back, maybe work has become, you know, it just owns you and you're working yourself into the ground and you realize that you're missing out on important family things. You're missing out on, you know, taking care of yourself. Maybe you don't eat well or, you know, you're not working out. You're not scheduling that time for yourself. So those things are important to a whole and complete and happy life. And that's why it is so important to us and such a core value for us as a firm. So we wanted to take the year out with a bang and and focus on that for you. So we're going to start out with the first thing that we like to address when we're talking to anybody, our client, our team, you know, things like that. So we start out with what is your purpose? So Jamie, you want to touch on that a bit? Our purpose. I feel like my purpose is laundry and food most of the time. (laughs) I've got three kids under the age of nine. So it's like that's never ending. And we're a very active family. So it kind of feels like that sometimes is my purpose. But no, you know, I think sometimes with this whole work-life balance, like you said, you can dice it and slice it any way that you want. I think people in their mind, this whole utopia thought process of if you see this scale in your mind that everything is just so even and it's balanced and it's, uh, let me tell you what, not not the case. (laughs) (laughs) But it's important that sometimes we, we do step back and reflect on where we're at, where we're going, because there are short-term sacrifices for long-term gains, right? I feel like that's a huge thing within, you know, entrepreneurs as a whole, right? But how long is our short-term, you know, and how long before we get to that long-term? What's reasonable for us? What's not reasonable? And that purpose and where we're at in our life of people, you know, there may be some people that has a, you know, has more of a they're at the end and they're really wanting to wind down and somebody to step up and, you know, versus, you know, like I said, PJS, like we're, we're still in the growth phase, you know, of our business. And so, you know, there are times that sometimes I, you know, family has to say, I got to get this done because this is a priority right now. But then there's a lot of other times that I'm there. I'm picking up my kids and I'm dropping them off every single day at school. I'm at, I'm at every sporting event I can be at. I don't have to give up 
everything of who I am, right? And so nothing's going to ever be perfect. And I think we have to get out of that mindset of perfection. Mm -hmm. And we have to get into a mindset of, you know, what works there. I hate to give up time with my family, but sometimes I have work that has to get done and it needs to get done. But like you said earlier, it's important that it doesn't own us. Having that of what's important, it's important for me to pick up my kids and drop them off every day at school. That was important to me when I was growing up for my mom to be home. And, you know, she worked too on the side and everything. But every day I knew when I got home, that was that was something. So that was something that was important for me to give to my kids, you know, and to be able to be there. And it means up at 4 a.m. sometimes working and it means Mm -hmm. nine o'clock at night working, you know, so I can be there at their Thanksgiving party at school, although we didn't have Thanksgiving parties this year. But you know what I mean? There's always there is there's a give and a take. You can't Mm -hmm. have all give and you can't have all take, but there's got to be some give and take on professional and personal levels um, to integrate those two. Yeah. And you have to find like you said, those important things, like that memory for you as a kid and having your mom there and being that for your kids, that's important. That's a priority. And looking at your purpose and your vision for your company and making sure that it means something to you because this is the hardest any of us have ever worked (laughs) to try to balance our professional career along with being 110% at home and being there and being present when we're doing those things. It is not easy. And I think a lot of people, when they think of work-life balance, they think of sipping Mai Tais on the beach and like having their laptop in a lounge chair. That's not necessarily the reality. So you have to, you have to find that purpose in order for it to be fulfilling. And that's what, that's why we start out with this topic because what fulfills you at home, what fulfills you at work, because those are super important to dive into and make sure that you're finding those two so that you can balance the two and it still means something. Yeah, you're, you're totally right. We all have to really reflect on what's important to us as individuals, as families, Mm-hmm. and prioritize that accordingly and and everything and where where the give and the take is because like I said those those things have to be um you know in balance and it's incredibly you know amazing to be able to reap and see those benefits to look back and go oh, do you remember I would have never if I would have done if I would have stayed in corporate America I would have missed out on all these things. Mm-hmm. And that to me, there's no amount of money that can define that for me yep. personally. There's yep. not, it would be nice. Maybe we'd have a nicer house. Maybe we would have, you know, and stuff, but I now have time with my kids that I will never get back that I'll be able to, to, to do both. That's my thing. It's not a, it's not an either or thing. It's a together thing, but you have to be, you do have to be forward thinking and you have to understand what the sacrifice is for the long-term gain of what you're looking for and what you're willing to do um, to be really reflective on, you know, how you're, even how your kids are being affected. I think in our work and sometimes it's easy, 
especially today in today's world, I feel like it's super easy to say, here's an iPad. And I'm going to be super mm. guilty that my five-year-old has an iPad right now because I need her to be quiet. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so, but I also think that it makes you really stop and like, look back that there are times that like, we've been watching a couple Christmas movies with the kids and I look up and me and my husband are both on our phones. And I'm like, is this good for them to see? I can't say that right. I think this is super good. And like, I'm Christmas shopping. I'm trying to get right. new things done. So I have more time with them, but from an appearance standpoint. So I think you have to stop. And I don't think there's any perfect answer to that. I'm not, you know, uh, I'm not here to, you know, have this perfect potion of, of what it's going to be. But I also think like, can I do that later? Because what does that tell my kids? Like, you know what I mean? In such a technology driven world. Um, right. Well, and it's easy because we are so connected. I think that's a good point. And one of the struggles that we're going to address when we get more tactical about how to have that work life balance, because you have your phone in your pocket constantly. It is very hard not to check your work emails when you're out at the park. It's a, it's hard not to check your work emails when you're waiting to be seated at a restaurant when they're open. It's hard not to do those things because you have it right there. And you just think, oh, well, I'll just, I have, you know, 15 new emails. I'll, I'll just answer those real quick. But then real quick becomes an hour later and you're still dealing with an issue because one thing led to another, led to another. And that's, I think, what we're coming from because it's, it's not easy. No, it's not. And I think my grandpa always said this, <laughs> grade your own papers, right? And although I think we can look at others' lives and I think we have to see others as decisions and our own decisions and let them make us better. It's so overwhelming. There's so many points where you just feel very overwhelmed by what you should do, how you should do it. You know what I mean? Who's, who's watching you, who's not. And right. I think you really have to step back and go, what's good for us, <laughs> you know, yeah. and to take note. And I think that's what causes the balance. I think there's a lot of things that are out of balance because we do have the guilt and because we do have the, the feel like we have the obligation and we're probably I'm going to say this. I'm like, we're probably not as important as we think in other people's minds <laughs> what we're obligated yeah. to. Life will go right. on. Work mm -hmm. will go on. Um, and I'm not saying you've got to leave your obligations, but I'm just saying that there's a balance that you have to set back and you really have to reflect, reflect for your family, reflect for, you know, there were some really hard decisions that I'm sure all of us can look back on and go, but I'm glad I made that decision for us. That was a super hard decision. And yeah. the other party didn't understand. And you have to be okay with that. When you have that piece, you're, you're okay. So grade your own papers, take note and, but you know, do what's good for you. Like do what's good for your family and let that drive. Don't let somebody else drive. Yeah. So that's why we start with that reflection piece. Cause you, you have to determine what your priorities are and reflect on your own because it's very individualized. As Jamie said, it's not a one size fits all solution. So once you've taken that time to reflect and establish what those priorities mean to you and what the ideal work-life balance looks like, we want to talk about some ways to get more intentional about your time and some ways that we, uh, we personally practice work-life balance in our day. So to start off with, we want to address the elephant in the room that there's only 24 hours in the day. 
So everybody has the same amount of time. And I, I like what, I think it was Rachel Hollis. They, they say, well, we all have 24 hours in a day, but people that have the money and resources have a lot more resources in those 24 hours. So they have childcare, they have maids, they have maybe a personal chef. Like, so for, for Oprah to sit there and say, we all have 24 hours in a day, it's very, your 24 hours looks very different than mine because I can't delegate all of my to-dos and house hold chores to, to everybody else because I'm taking care of them. So, you know, if you have the resources to do that and delegate those things, that's great. But we're talking about it from a, a, a different place, I think, because I, I don't have a personal chef. No, <laughs> you know, I think, you know, we have childcare from time to time, but that's not always the reality. So let's talk about some things that we do. Oh, 24 hours. You know, there's so many times that I wish there were more hours in the day. And, you know, I, I, there's a lot of times I'll tell myself I'll work at nine o'clock tonight or eight o'clock tonight when the kids go down. And I have to tell you by eight or nine o'clock at night, I am zapped and I'm done. My brain is done. <laughs> now there are times yep. I push through when I have deadlines and stuff, but I mean, you kind of like you, you checked out your mom card and I've checked out my, like, I'm just done. And like you said, like there's, everybody d does have different thresholds, maybe making a home cooked meal, is super important for your meals to be, um, you know, prepared by you every single night. Whereas some people might be completely fine with, you know, buying seven frozen meals from Costco or Sam's club and throwing them in the oven and would rather have that time with their family. Now one's not better than the other. Right. <laughs> you're, you're both eating, but you know, just everybody has different, everybody has different thresholds on what they can do and, and where they can go. And, you know, there's times that my work days will take up more and I do throw in that frozen meal. And then there's other days where things seem to go smoother and I've got food to cook and I can give my family, uh, you know, more of a home cooked meal. So I think, and I think every day has a different threshold, you know, there are, exactly. just, <laughs> there are days that it feels chaotic and there are days that it feels smooth. Um, and so I think that being able to acclimate and to not stress out, you know what I mean? And let everything that's going on, the whirlwind and the chaos rule who we are and dictate, you know, I think that's the stuff that puts it out of balance, right? That's a great point. Yeah. But, and the daily, the daily change I think is important because you, you try to hold yourself to the standard. And if you don't meet it every single day, it's easy to beat yourself up real quickly. And that's not what we're talking about in this episode. And I want to make that very clear. And I like that you said that one's not better than the other either. It's your idea that's what's best for your family is what's best for your family. And just because that changes from day to day, based on your workload, based on what's happening with the kids, based on, I mean, there's so many variables that can be thrown at you throughout the day that you don't see coming. So well, roll with I it. I want to point out this one thing too, because I think that this is really important in a family unit too, is sometimes as parents, we want to create this, we do want to create this utopia that everything is possible, right? And that mm -hmm. everything, I mean, I don't want my, I want my kids to sit down to a home cooked meal and I want them to do this. Like, and it's so funny because I, sometimes I have to step back and go, is that realistic for them? Is that, am I <laughs> doing them any justice by truthfully? Yeah. 
by not in, like by me trying to handle everything, um, by um, by making sure that every T is crossed and every I is dotted and that they have everything they could possibly need. And, you know, I, you're not doing them any justice because guess what? That's not reality. It's like, we're willing to kill ourselves for the perfection of our children and making sure that we have a red carpet laid out for them. But guess what guys, that's going to throw our life out of balance and it's going to throw their life out of the balance for years to come. We're raising these little humans and I want, I want those kids to have all the grit in the world because I feel like I have all the grit in the world. Right. But I don't, they, they're not going to have the grit if everything's just done for them and given, it's just not, it doesn't, it doesn't, those equations don't work. So I think it's really important to get a different perspective, involve, give them goals, give them, you know, they don't, they don't have to do everything, but they don't get to do nothing and reap all the benefits of having the grit and being able to persevere later on in life. So that's spoken like a true entrepreneur parent right there. I think, (laughs) you know, teaching your kid about grit and it's like all the, the qualities that you need as a business owner, even like just thinking forward. And I mean, obviously it's going to serve you well in life throughout life, but even, you know, smaller, smaller scale, looking at what we're talking about today. So I know you mentioned that you will push through and work at 9 PM if you need to, even if you're tired. Um, And that's one of the things that we talk about too. And one of the things that we try to practice is respecting deadlines and commitments. Can you talk about that? Uh, this is one thing that I've really had to work on a lot. Uh, and Debbie Staley actually is the one that always says this and she'll say under promise and over deliver. That's what she always says. And I mm-hmm. always kind of go back to that because they're like, I am more of an aggressive person as far as, you know, like, yeah, I can do that. I can do that. I can do that. Then I get into it and I'm like, oh shoot, <laughs> this was a little bit more than I thought. Oh, no. it was more. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And that's something that that me as a professional has really had to kind of step back and really embrace and put to work and, and, uh, and refine in my life because I, I know that I, you know, I put so much, ended up putting so much stress on myself that I am working the 9 PMs at night, you know? And so I think the thing is, is even if you think, okay, I can get to that Wednesday, give yourself to Friday. And if you deliver it on Wednesday, you now have a happy person <laughs> on mm-hmm. the other And, you know, and if you don't get to it, you also give yourself time to be able to get to it at another point. And so you're not, you're also being transparent, um, with how, you know, accountable your relationship is with the other party, with whether it be a client or maybe a vendor or whatever it is, um, how you apply it in your life. But Hey, this is, this is my goal. I'm going to try to get to it. You know, this is where I'm at. Um, I think by Friday I should be able to have it. And then, you know, Thursday morning when you hand it over, they're going, Hey, whoa, that was faster than I thought that, you know, Hey, wrapped up a little early and it makes them happy. It makes, it makes everything kind of be a little bit more calm versus I said, I was going to get this out Wednesday. (laughs) You're working the night before it. And then you realize maybe you don't have a piece of the information or, uh, you know, anything it may be. And it's like, well, I just, screw that deadline for myself. But if I just would have given myself two days, I could have hung it up the next morning said, Hey, I actually found out that I need this. And you know, it's creating those unrealistic expectations. So I think, um, your word is a very important, um, 
piece of people being able to trust you as a business person and you do what you say you're going to do. Um, And I feel like that's something here at PJS that we, we do strive in whatever somebody says they're going to do, they're going to be, they're, they're going to do it. Mm -hmm. Um, And I, so I think that that is a really important component of that too, but just giving, I, I love the word buffer. And I know we're going to lead into a, a, you know, kind of another little point here, but I love the word buffer, which I never really took that into account pre-entrepreneur, <laughs> pre-people yeah. really, um, and everything. And just buffering 15 minutes after a meeting. So if it runs long, you're not like, I got to go to my other meeting. You know, you can still cut that off, but also gives you 15 minutes to kind of regroup. If you need to make notes, you need to go to the bathroom, you need to get something to drink, you need to, you know, that just gives you a moment to just take a breath and get your thoughts collected before you go into your next thing and you transition, right? Yeah. Well, because it's easy to be optimistic because I share that with you, you know, you want to over deliver, you want to overachieve for people, you want to, you know, you set very optimistic goals, deadlines, all of those things for yourself, but And you kind of feel pressure sometimes from clients like, oh, well, they need this. So I'm going to try to get it done by Wednesday. So I'll I'll tell them Wednesday. Like you you kind of get ahead of yourself sometimes. So to take a step back and say, okay, I love that buffering thing. And that that does take us into our scheduling and calendars. Same with the same idea, that optimism that we have as trying to complete everything for everybody isn't always realistic. So let's talk about the next point. So, you know, we always want to try to give that buffer for ourselves so that we can keep our commitments and have integrity behind our word and what we're saying. And one of the other tools that we use to do that is by using our calendars and scheduling. And I know you you brought up buffers. So we're going to talk about that first. Yeah, I think that it's in our line of work. Um, I mean, we, we are more advisors. And so there may be conversations we are in that are really heavy. <laughs> um, you know, that might be hard conversations, may might be fun conversations. There's, you know, there can be some intense conversation, whether, you know, we're talking tax planning and we've got to deliver some news of like, hey, you know, based on this, you're going to have X amount of taxes due. That can create a lot of stress and anxiety and, and everything. And so, you know, we have more, like I said, we have more heavier conversations. And so um, I think it's really important to kind of be able to kind of hang up the phone, set it down and take a breath because whatever I'm doing next, even if I'm just going and transitioning and doing some different work, maybe I'm not on a call with somebody, but just giving myself a little bit of space to kind of wind down from that to think through a couple things. Maybe I need to make some follow-up notes on, you know, for the file or some decisions that were made or, you know, whatever it is, but it just gives me time to kind of, kind of collect myself, collect my thoughts instead of just shutting it off. And, you know, I'm more liable to forget a lot of things that we potentially just talked about. If I don't give myself that time to kind of sit down, you know, just taking five minutes to reflect on, the conversation, like I said, make appropriate notes and just, just take a breath. And then, you know, going in, even if I do have another call, it's only respectful for the next call to get the best of me. Right. And Mm -hmm. I give them the best of me. If I just go 
one after another, after another, after another, after another, after another, you know, that, that doesn't give good service. So being able, and maybe, maybe that's 30 minutes for you. You know what I mean? Depending on what you do and, and the conversations you're in or the work that you do, you know, I think every, there's so many things. My mom's an artist and she'll say, you can't just like sit down and decide you're going to paint one day. Like you have to be in a different mindset to be able to like sit down and it has to be quiet. I can't have interruptions and I can't like, if I'm going to really think through and do something and I want to like get those creative juices flowing, I can't get creative juices flowing with 400 texts going on. Not that we have 400, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Like just a lot of distractions. So I think no matter what we're in, we make ourselves too available and we don't allow that wind down. Right. And we don't let that yeah. like kind of that release of of what we're doing and, and that transition. And it just creates a smoother transition and a better service at the end. Yeah. And I, I have an example for the the transitioning too. And that's something that I actually learned from Katina because Katina is she's homeschooled her daughter from the beginning. And this year is my first experience with homeschool with the whole COVID situation. So I am still learning and still practicing these things. And I have made mistakes with trying to go directly from work into homeschooling, kindergarten. Uh, And that transition time is crucial for me because if I'm going a million miles an hour, you know, trying to get stuff done, answer emails, you know, I'm making decisions for business related things, or even, you know, the creativity aspect is a little easier for me to transition. And that's where I think it's important that what you brought up as far as the environment that you're in. Um, And I think we talk about that a little later too, but I found that I need at least 30 minutes transition time between working and answering emails or even recording a podcast or, you know, like your brain is just in a different space than teaching addition or whatever it may be. And it may be easier for you. It again, it's very individualized, but having that transition time and the space for each thing to get your brain in the right mindset, I think is really important and something that I try to practice. It's important for me to try to have a space in my house that I do my work at my computer because when I was using my laptop all the time, I was bringing it to the front room while we're trying to watch a movie. Like you were saying, you know, you're on your phone while you're watching a Christmas movie. And that's not, I'm not being intentional. I'm not actually spending time with my kids and talking about the movie, you know, like you want to be involved when you're doing those things. Um, so having the right space when you're doing each thing, like I cannot do homeschool with my daughter at my work station because I'm distracted by emails. I'm distracted by whatever it is. I think, oh, I'll just finish this while she's working on this. And then meanwhile, she's finished her math problem and I'm still working. You know, it's just the distractions are terrible when you don't have your space set apart because the kitchen is for cooking. Her school desk is where we do her homework. I try to be very intentional about transitioning even not just my brain, but the space in which we're doing whatever it is so that it stays without distraction as much as possible. Now, like I said, it's still a practice and there's still times where you may get a phone call that you need to address something and step away for a minute. It's not perfect, like anything that we're talking about, but 
it, that definitely helps me personally in trying to set those boundaries and to have those transitions and help things move more smoothly because I'm not still stressed out about, you know, whatever meeting that didn't go well or whatever uh, project that I'm trying to do that now I don't have the information for. Like you said, you know, you're just, it's a different mindset. Well, and that, you know, like from the distraction, there were, I remember there was, gosh, it was a couple of years ago and I kind of gotten bad into back into a bad habit. But when we're talking about distractions, it's, you know, the notifications on my phone, mm, okay. I have this year, um, I mean, there's just things that go off and I mean, whether it's my Apple watch or whether it's my phone ding, ding, and you're, you're just almost like, Oh my gosh. And I try to like shut everything off. And then there was a couple of people that sent messages and I was like, Oh shoot. I coach Cora's basketball team and somebody had asked in the chat, but it hadn't notified me because I got so tired of it all. I just shut it all out. Like all of my notifications. Off. Sometimes you have and, to though. <laughs> like I went cold Turkey, man. And, <laughs> But then I missed something, you know? And so I think uh, I still have, but it was after tax season one year that I was like, I'm done with the email notifications to my phone. I'm done. Now those they're back up and I need to, because I'll, I'll hear ping. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, wait, who's that? Is it something I can respond to? Like you said, like just. Just real you quick. Know, That's what, yeah. That's I mean, we why you tell yourself. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we were watching Home Alone the other day with the kids and the, my kids like belly laugh and it's hilarious to listen to them. And I can, I can remember I, uh, my phone had went off or something and I picked it up and all of a sudden they like, but like all of them just, I mean, they just busted out and I like looked up at the TV and of course, you know, you know, the TV, so, or, you know, the movie. And so you knew what part it was, but I'm like, I just missed out on their entire reaction up to the belly laugh and completely was disengaged. Mm-hmm. Put your phone down, put your yeah. phone down because all of this, not the home loan's not worth missing anything for, but you're missing out on something that's doesn't need to be addressed at that point in time. So I think yep. really minimizing the notifications with your phone and really, like you said, like kind of transitioning into that setting boundaries of being able to kind of set some clear guidelines. It's not that the both, mm-hmm. the both are going to integrate, right? Mm-hmm. But one doesn't need to take over the other, which right. is so easy. And it yep. just, it creep. I mean, it just creeps into there. And before you know it, you're like, oh my gosh, like I'm way more deeper into this than I thought, mm-hmm. uh, you know, with it being a priority. So um, I, I think it goes back to that. Who's in the driver's seat? Right. Yep. Who's in the driver's seat for you? Yep. Trying to be intentional, which is not always easy with how connected we are all the time, because there's always something that needs your attention. Right. Exactly. So I think the important with balance is to make sure that we are well-rounded and that we're not top heavy, bottom heavy, <laughs> not playing quarantine week, but um, that we are not one or the other, but that the two are working together. And I think the alignment and, and pushing forward and not just a hamster on a wheel. And so I think having that, that well rounded person that we're not only worried about our kids. We're not only worried about work, but that we're forward thinking and we're thinking about the implications of our actions and the decisions that we're making and how those are affecting our family, um, us personally, you know, positive and negative. I think being honest with yourself truly 
um, and not just pushing blame because it's so easy to go, you're always on your phone mm-hmm. or you're always. And I think really there's no one better than the other, you know, in most cases. So I think you have to make a group goal, you know, to be able to to really push forward. And then, you know, everybody's kind of got their own components of that, right? And so, um, you know, we talk to our kids about balance, you know, my, my son is like, he will get, he, if we let him on the iPad, he would be on an iPad 12 hours out of the day and he wouldn't even look up. <laughs> and, yeah, you know, it's yeah. like boundaries. You cannot be obsessed with anything, right? You have to, you have to have balance. And so um, finding a new hobby, you know, maybe for you, for your family, like I tried a new workout. I now row. <laughs> But it's, it's nice for me to get out, get away, do something where I'm feeling good, feeling better about myself, trying something different, trying something new that where I'm not just stuck in the same old rut of, you know, I don't have time. And, you know, it's easy to go negative and frustration Mm -hmm. and and everything. And we can't let that control us. Right. Right. What angers us cannot control us. Right. And so I think that it's really important to, to be honest and self-reflect a lot with this. Yeah. And I, something else popped into my brain actually, when you were just talking about Wyatt on the the iPad, because there are things that I can do for hours. Like if I don't pay attention to the time, I will get lost in it because I really enjoy designing things or I get just in a flow. Right. And I think that's something else that we didn't even have on our list, but it just popped into my brain when you brought that up because especially if you really enjoy your work, it's easy to get into it. And, uh, you know, especially I I find it more with creative tasks that I'm working on, but you find this flow where you're just like, you get into it and you three hours could go by and you don't even realize it. So setting timers when you know that you're getting ready to do a task that you tend to get lost in can also help in doing that balance. Like sometimes there's time where I want to take advantage of that flow and I have the creative energy to just get it done. But sometimes I only have two hours to take advantage of that. So I need to be mindful of that. And when my timer goes off, I stop, I wrap it up and I, you know, put it away. Um, So I think that was something else I just wanted to throw in there as another tool. Utilize your phone for good things like timers (laughs) so that you can um, be mindful of that. Or you could be a mean mom like me and says, look at the clock. <laughs> I could go, can we set a timer to when we read? But like, can we set a timer on our Chromebooks? I'm like, look at the clock. And you like, no, you need an hour. Like, that's it. <laughs> or that. <laughs> no, but in all seriousness, 2020, we've all been pressed. Mm-hmm. Incredibly pressed. And, um, you know, I think it's really important for us to stop and reflect on the year and kiss it goodbye, <laughs> so to speak. Mm-hmm. And that it probably, there might've been some really hard things come about in 2020. But um, I think I personally, I mean, I, I have seen some clients and it would just be incredibly, they, their, their perseverance was at their innovation, was at new levels. It doesn't mean it wasn't a struggle, but I look at it and I also think that that's really going to come back and come to fruition in the coming years, you know, in the next couple of years, um, that the work that they were in, they, they found a way to survive. And you have survived 2020. <laughs> we welcome we 2021 <laughs> with open arms. <laughs> yep. 
So we hope you enjoyed all of these tips that we shared to kind of reflect back on even the past year and where you're at with work-life balance. And uh, maybe you found something that you can implement and we'd be happy if you'd share this with somebody else that might find this helpful. And as always, we are happy to have a conversation with you. We This is a big part of what we do with our clients is integrating this into their growth strategy. So if you'd like to just have a conversation, we do offer that. You can visit our website, pjscpas.com, or shoot us an email at info at pjscpas.com. We hope you enjoy your holiday season, and thank you so much for joining us throughout this past, I mean... We started the podcast a year ago now, December 1st, 2019. So it's been a full year of podcasting. We've thoroughly enjoyed being with you. And we just, we wish you the best holiday season and a happy 2021. Keep that momentum going and we will see you next year. This has been another episode of the Cultivating Business Growth Podcast. If you found this episode helpful, please subscribe, rate, and review. Gain access to additional free resources and learning opportunities by visiting pjscpas.com forward slash podcast.